Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, welcomes you to this edition of Shi'ar Jeshub. Let's join Pastor Greg Scalzo as he continues the Heavenly Authority series. In the Heavenly Authority series, we've been looking at the offices given by the Holy Spirit. And in Ephesians 4.11, we read that he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. And the section, the current section, is on the evangelist, euangelistes, which means a messenger. You, you is good. Angelistes, angel, a messenger, a messenger of the good. Euangelistes, where we get evangelists from, a preacher of the good, a preacher of the good news, a preacher of the gospel. And we have been looking at the key example in the book of Acts, Philip, not Philip the apostle, Philip, one of the original seven deacons in the Jerusalem church, we saw his evangelism of the city of Samaria. We read his evangelism of an individual, an important individual, the Ethiopian eunuch, who was an official of Ethiopia. And we ended off last time in verse 39 of chapter 8 of the book of Acts. Now, when they came up out of the water, Philip has baptized the Ethiopian eunuch. The Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away, so that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found at Azotus, and passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. So, Philip, after he baptizes the eunuch, the Spirit of the Lord catches Philip away. And that word there in the Greek is hapazo. Hapazo. It's the same word as in 1 Thessalonians 4.17 where it says, Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up, hapazo, together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. It's the same word. It is the same word as in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 2. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, whether in the body I do not know, or whether out of the body I do not know, God knows, such a one was caught up, hapazo, caught up to the third heaven. And then two verses down in uh, 2 Corinthians 12, 4, how he was caught up, Apazo, into paradise and heard inexpressible words which it is not lawful for a man to utter. So same word is being used here for Philip as used for the rapture or Paul's experience of being carried off into the heavenlies. You have here something suddenly and miraculously happening. The word in the Greek is akin to the Latin word rapio, rapio to catch up, from which we get the English word rapture. So uh, Philip's work is done, and the Spirit, and you see how the Holy Spirit is so involved with Philip, 
and having him run alongside the Ethiopian eunuch's chariot, having the angel of the Lord telling him to arise and go toward the south. And now that he's done his work, catching him up, miraculously bringing him up, taking him up, it sounds like Philip actually flies away, doesn't it? And the eunuch just goes on his way rejoicing. We spoke about that last time. And it says in verse 40, but he, Philip, was found. He appeared at Azatus. Azatus is a Greek name for Ashdod. That's one of the cities near the coastland, the old Philistine cities, north of Gaza, uh, just three miles away from the Mediterranean. And what does Philip do? He's found at Azatus, and passing through, he what? He preached. Euangelizo. He evangelized. He preached till he came to Caesarea. He preaches in all the cities. He travels up that coastline area. It's about 53 miles from Azadis to Caesarea. He's going through every city, and he's evangelizing. He's preaching. And you get an image of the work of the evangelist. Caesarea, as you probably know, is an important biblical seaport. It was built at an enormous expense by Herod the Great between uh, 25 and 13 B.C. Uh, and Herod the Great named it in honor of Caesar Augustus, Caesarea. Uh, so he ends up in this very large, important coastal city where there's a lot of commercial traffic coming in. We'll see later on that Paul, in coming back to Israel, comes through Caesarea. And it's an important city where the gospel can go to other areas of the known world. So his traveling evangelism ends him at Caesarea. And then the account of Philip's life stops in chapter 8 and is not picked up to many years later in chapter 21. If you turn to Acts chapter 21, you have Luke writing at verse 7, and when we had finished our voyage from Tyre, we came to Ptolemaeus, greeted the brethren, and stayed with them one day. On the next day, we, who were Paul's companions, departed and came to Caesarea and entered the house of Philip, the evangelist. Here's where Philip is called an evangelist who was one of the seven, so we know he was one of the seven deacons, and stayed with him. So he's called an evangelist, he's one of the seven, and they stay at his house, his oikos, his house. So now we see Philip settle down. And there is a time for everything. You notice he's still an evangelist. But maybe now older, it takes on the office of the evangelist, takes on a different activity or a different working. Remember how we read in 1 Corinthians 12, 6, there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. You have different gifts of the Holy Spirit, then you have different offices, and then you have different workings or activities of each office. Not everyone called to be an evangelist will execute that office the same way. The Holy Spirit will give leading on how they should exercise that office. And that's true for all the offices. Different activities. 
and a person called to a certain office might have that office work different ways during their lifetime. You follow? In other words, at one point, an evangelist might be a traveling evangelist, going to very dangerous areas, like Philip traveled on that road, that dangerous road, to get to the Ethiopian eunuch. Other times in their lives, it might be a call to be more settled down and evangelize the place where they're at, this very large, important city. We've seen Philip as like a missionary type of evangelist, and now we see Philip as more of a settled down uh, in one area, evangelized in one city. There are different activities as the Holy Spirit leads. There's a tendency in religion, especially in formalized Christianity, to kind of be very flat in our thinking and interpretation of the offices. And so you get some of the hierarchy structures and the older churches, some of the proclamations of celibacy for life. Remember last time we mentioned the wisdom maybe of not having a family if you're going on a dangerous missionary journey, right? Philip is there all alone on that road. And how many times in Christian history there's been danger because missionaries have gone into areas and there's that initial work where the people have to be converted, and it's very dangerous. And how maybe it's inappropriate for the men to go out there with their wives and their kids, and their that may come later on. That doesn't mean you have to have a lifetime call to celibacy. There is a time for everything. Religion makes everything very flat. It's like a, a painting. It looks like three dimensions, but it's not three dimensions. It takes things that are true from the Bible, and it, it's very flat and doesn't interpret them with any depth of understanding. True Christianity has three dimensions to it. You see the fullness of it. You understand the wisdom of it. Now, on that road, it's good he's alone. Settled now in Caesarea, what are we going to find out? He has a family, right? There's a time for everything. He didn't need to make a lifetime vow of celibacy, did he? But he knew enough to go on that road as a man on his own. And sometimes these missionary journeys, it would be better to have a bunch of men going out, like on a battlefield, than to bring women and children. I'm showing my old-fashioned, archaic way of thinking, but the Bible, you know, Deborah said, Barak, you go. She wasn't supposed to go. He was supposed to go. There's a certain time that it's just not suitable and proper, and it requires wisdom. Why bring it up here? Well, evangelism is tied into missionary work, isn't it? And missionary work, more than having a missionary board, it needs the guidance of the Holy Spirit and a real three-dimensional wisdom from the Holy Spirit to properly interpret what needs to be done, and when it needs to be done. Philip has now settled. Doesn't mean he's totally safe, right? You're never totally safe. But in other words, he's not on that road going about. He's in his own area. He's settled on the city. He's made it his home. And there's a different working of the gift of an evangelist. And what do you read in verse 9? He shows the hospitality in verse 8, to Paul, to his companions, the Christian hospitality of having them come stay at his house. Uh, verse 9, now this man had four virgin daughters who prophesied. He has children. He has four virgin daughters, young ladies, maidens. And they all seem to be able to prophesy. Uh, and it's the blessing of the Lord on the next generation, on the children of believers as they stand in the same faith 
as their parents. We've seen Philip so anointed by the Holy Spirit, even to the point of Apazo, he may be one of the few men in all of history who've actually flown, and now his daughters are anointed as prophetesses, even from a young age, even as maidens, as virgins. And then verse 10, and as we stayed many days, there are many days with Philip and his daughters, a certain prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. And we read about him, right? We read about this whole section when we studied the prophets and the dramatic action of uh, taking Paul's belt and binding his hands and feet to tell him that Paul would have captivity as he goes on to Jerusalem, that he'd be handed over to the Gentiles. And it says in verse 12, now when we heard these things, and Luke is speaking in the first person, he's among them, when we heard these things, both we and those from that place, from where? From Caesarea, from Philip's house, the daughters having the gift of prophecy, know what Agabus is saying is true, pleaded with him not to go up to Jerusalem. And then Paul answered, what do you mean by weeping and breaking my heart? I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. So when he would not be persuaded, we cease, we stopped urging him, saying, the will of the Lord be done. So that's the account in the book of Acts of the life of Philip, clearly labeled an evangelist. Our Sunday message is live-streamed on the Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle YouTube channel at 10.30 a.m. Pastor Greg is currently teaching on Last Day Events, and you will find a link to the channel on our website at www.shiarjeshub.org.